Jeff, Jeff, Jeff. Jeff, 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 Jeff. Jeff Stein is our national and presidential expert, noted author. You can find his books fantastic for Valentine's Day, by the way, uh, over at Next Chapter Books, totallyiowa.com as well. Your favorite bookseller, regardless of where they are, demand the books. Uh, the Iowa Business Report, by the way, and I still need to, that's a good one. I like that one. The Iowa Business Report, the Iowa Politics Report, uh, they come to us from the mothership down in Iowa. It's KXEL, Cedar Falls, Waterloo. Hey, Jeff, how are you today? Apparently, I can't tell time, right? I mean, no, I, I no, should this have been here a half this, hour ago. You, right? you were good. The, the emails went into my spam folder. I walk in the station. And it's like, oh, yeah, we just have uh, you know the, the two interviews. We had Congressman Paul Hodes from New Hampshire uh, giving us a rundown of what happened out there. And then we have Jeff. He's like, oh, Jeff could make it then? What are you talking about? <laughs> and, uh, and so it was one of those things where, you know, it's always nice to be on fire right before the show. It's always the best. And so, but no, I'm glad. Hey, anytime I can get Jeff Stein on the air, it's a good day for me. Well, you know, I sent you an email over the weekend saying, oh, hey, I have this meeting. Found that in spam. I found that in spam, by the way, as well, too. So thanks for that. I figured, I figured as much. (laughs) And, and when I didn't hear back, I thought, okay, he's going to be Mr. I'm big shot in (laughs) Chicago and Twin Cities radio host and saying, (laughs) Ah, well, you don't want to be on my show? I'm not even going to respond. And, okay, fine, whatever. He's got his nose out of joint again. It's about something. If not this, it'd be something else. So that's fine. I'm really just bad at business, man. I'm just lazy, and I just don't – don't, I'm a slacker. That's all I am, man. Oh, God, this, I got to do a show today? You know? This, <laughs> new revelation for you or um... <laughs> almost on a daily basis which is kind of scary you think i'd learned by now uh, i gotta be where do i have to be oh my god uh so uh three o'clock you say three o'clock every day every- uh so let's talk new hampshire because i did talk to the congressman yeah. earlier and it was interesting getting his take um okay. this is not okay trump wins great is trump going to win the whole nomination Absolutely. Just enough, just enough Republicans like him that it's going to run everyone else out. But you can't look at an 11 point win. Now, once again, DeSantis left. So those supporters went to Trump. I mean, because you and I you know, talked before, it's like the DeSantis supporters weren't going to go. Some may have, but the majority went to Trump. Sure. The reality is, is if it's if she he's basically just barely over 50 percent. And here's Nikki Haley right on his tail. You know, I don't think she's going to be in for much longer. I think she'll she'll do South Carolina and then be done with it. But the reality is is that there this is exposing uh, uh, Iowa. We talked about this before. The fact that he wasn't a fresh faced politician that he's technically a pseudo incumbent basically, and he's been running for four years to only get fifty percent was a little bit of a red flag. Now you have this in New Hampshire. Once again, the news media is portraying it as, oh, the, the king has been anointed once again. But the reality is you've got some really scary signs. If you're a Republican, that this guy does not have the coattails that he had in past elections. Well, I don't think he really ever had coattails. And we've talked about that because, again, um, if he wasn't actually on the ballot, uh, you know, he, he, just because he gave an endorsement in an off year, that didn't work. Interesting stuff, though, because if you look at it, nobody has ever had a higher percentage in a contested caucus 
in Iowa than he did. Mm-hmm. And nobody had even been close to 50%, and he got whatever it was, 51. Last night, nobody had ever gotten that many votes in a Republican primary. Yeah, great and turnout. So he wins. Okay. But the, the thing you're mentioning, so so those are all those are all facts. Yes. But did you see the exit polls that showed that 53% of those who voted in the New Hampshire Republican primary were not Republicans? I, I did see that because, once again, anyone independent or Democrat could just go and get that there. But right. and, and so, so Steve Kornacki of the MSNBC was pointing it out early on. 45% of those who voted in the Republican primary were independents, mm-hmm. not Democrats. There was 8%. Okay, so what does this tell you? The Republicans will dismiss this and say, it's not really a Republican primary, and so if it was just Republicans, he got 74% of the Republicans. Yes, that's true. But what does this tell you, Matt, about a general election? I mean, if in fact 74% of Republicans who voted yesterday voted for him, yes, ringing endorsement, just as, as is being portrayed. But you have to win a general election. And when 61% of the independents voted for her, woo, that's, I mean, that's yeah. a warning sign. So you've got a situation where, as you quite accurately note, nobody's going to stop him for the nomination. Nope. They're just, but how does that play come November? And that's why the Biden team pivoted early on to an anti Trump campaign strategy. They're not focusing necessarily on uh, accomplishments of the administration. They did a little of that. But now it's bad orange man will will eat your children and, uh, you know, take over your home or whatever. I wouldn't put it past them. I wouldn't put it past them. Okay. Okay. Do do your Trump impression saying pass the salt. Oh, I need ketchup. Give me the ketchup. I need the ketchup. Ketchup is better. Uh, uh, especially okay. given oh the image of this, this is tremendous. But I mean, but that's why they're doing it, right? You want to win an election, okay? Be the anti-Trump. Or if they're, and Biden, by the way, is doing a very excellent job of saying when bringing up Trump in 2020, saying if Joe Biden wins, the economy is going to crash as the stock market's hitting record numbers. And you know, it's like you know, he's basically taking his own words against him. And Trump apparently doesn't like that. Here is the deal: you go back to this and what this underlying thing says. And and by the way, we should also note that some of these independents voted for Trump because they want Trump on the top of the ballot because they feel as he's very weak and can be beaten. That being said, if these play out, it, it matches somewhat the numbers we saw in Iowa, although a much smaller piece of the pie. And it wasn't um, it wasn't you know a few hundred thousand. It was you know about a hundred thousand voters. Hundred twenty. Yeah. Hundred twenty. Mm-hmm. Right. But the numbers kind of match up. If. This is really what it is, and we talked about the coattails issue. There isn't a plus five or plus seven Republican seat right now that can honestly say, oh, you're safe, because we, we're we not even factoring in the abortion problem that they have, which is, with these exit polls, clearly a huge problem for Republicans. And, you know, if if Trump has already lost a third of his own hardcore Republican base, where they either just don't vote or they just ignore him and vote for the rest of the Republicans. Whatever the case may be, an independence and they break more towards Biden, not only is this going to be over, it's going to be a massacre by the Democrats come November. It is so up in the air. It is so difficult to 
try to handicap it because there are so many people who don't think Mr. Biden will be on the ballot through a variety of scenarios. It was interesting to see the the kids at CNN last night were playing with the map. And, uh, oh, hours of fun, the touchscreen map to project the election. And I thought it was interesting because John King was saying, look, the president is wounded. He's got he's got some issues. Well, they first put up because if you look at the electoral map from 2020, but you use the electoral votes as of today after reapportionment and redistricting, Trump picks up seats just because of of migration. Well, they were showing various scenarios where, you know, he doesn't have to flip that many states and the whole election turns. So what I'm while I'm pointing that out is is to say when mainstream media outlets are saying this is close, everybody better pay really close attention. I, I think that's something that's worthy of conversation, because, again, it's all turnout. Let's say a lot of Republicans are disaffected and don't show up. OK, fine. Let's say a lot of independents do uh, what we have seen some coverage of where they say, I hate him. I don't like him as a human being, but I don't like the current guy and I like the policies of the past, etc. That's why this head-to-head matchup is problematic for both parties, quite honestly. But I'm going to go back to what you just said about CNN because they're leaving out two really big problems. Okay. One, one. He's going to be prosecuted here for more crimes. I mean, he's already been found guilty of raping E. Jean Carroll. I mean, and the judge clarified that was rape. Technically, that was rape. He's been found guilty of that. Why the Democrats aren't putting that on billboards across the country, I don't know. Uh, he's going to. Well, he's, because it's a civil case. Well, but he also. It because it's a civil case and he could say. Um, a jury found him well, guilty. A jury, though, well, found him guilty. And that's how you say well, it. A jury found Donald Trump guilty of rape. And, and, that's, and that's a factual okay. statement. No, no, it actually isn't from a legal standpoint, but I'll take your point that that he was found responsible for an assault. Now, it's a very different thing than guilty of the criminal charge. But your point is, is the same. Well, and the judge did come back. The judge, the judge did come back and say, technically, that was an assault. That was rape. The judge himself on that case clarified well, rape that is, rape is a part of sexual assault. It is. But I mean, he, he just he wanted to make sure because there were, he himself was trying to play. It's like I didn't do anything. It was this, this kind of sexual assault. And the judge, they, the prosecutors asked to clarify. And the judge said, no, this is technically a rape charge. So this is that is that aside. You well, have that. Okay. I, I have to say again, it's not a rape charge. That's only a criminal offense. It's a civil charge. That doesn't civilly responsible. Yeah, yeah but action. I'm just saying, I don't want anybody to take it out of context. You know, I mean, I, I just want to be as straight accurate as as we can about it. But he has been found responsible for a sexual assault against her. But if yes. we're going to be straight and accurate about this stuff, CNN left right. that out. CNN left out the fact that he's going to go to trial for trying to overthrow the government of the United States on January 6th. The, the, the fact that he's about to get fined few million dollars in New York and be told you can't do business here anymore. And in both of the states of Iowa and New Hampshire, the more legal trouble he gets in, the more or less likely he's going to have certain voters. The other thing is the abortion issue, because that has changed. And you and I have repeatedly talked about how that changed the dynamics overnight. And Republicans still cannot figure out how to get around this issue. So to right. bring up the 2020 map and say all he has to do is flip one or two things he was doing better in 2020 with his own base. I mean, let's face it. He got more votes than he did the first time around, but Joe Biden got a lot more votes than he did. 
That being said, it's you know right now you're not seeing a real encouraging running around. And part of this is that whole narrative of no one wants to have the Trump Biden thing again. But the reality is, it's I just I do not see how. Donald Trump is going to do better than he did in 2020 at this point because not only is he, you know, he's he's not aging well with independents and others as we have seen in these poll out polls, uh, these uh, poll numbers that are coming out uh, exit polls, but you still have the abortion issue, you still have these criminal cases, and Fannie Willis's issues aside, you 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 know that Georgia one is still a nightmare, and the reality is, I just I. I can't we, – you we do too much of this where we give him a, a setup where it makes him look better than he is. We've now just seen two states where his base is not there supporting him like they should be. And I mean, I, and we can talk about, oh, great turnout in Iowa, something like this. Okay, he still won by Nikki Haley. I see more criticism of Biden annihilating Dean Phillips in a write-in campaign in New Hampshire – Mm-hmm. annihilating him and people saying there's this chasm in the Democratic Party. That was a 30-point win for Biden, and everyone says, oh, well, Trump, there's no, there's nothing to see here with Nikki Haley. And I just – we really have a narrative right now where it is – they just want to downplay these negatives which are there, which I am not ignoring. That is just – that's just stuff that's there. Well, I, I think the, the point of you know playing whack-a-mole with the electoral map that's just a fact that there were not that many votes difference in some states. And, and, and this is why that's important to me. Everything you say notwithstanding, I'm not arguing with it. I see people on the right who say, oh, Biden, he can't find his way off the stage and the economy is terrible. And so this is going to just be a landslide. Can't imagine why anybody would vote for, for a Democrat. And then I hear people on the left saying, well, look at Trump and everything that he did, et cetera, et cetera. I can't imagine anybody would vote for him. The problem is neither side can see or can can possibly conceive that their own side might lose. And we are a divided nation and it's about turnout. It's about where the independents go. It depends upon how people's pocketbooks are on October 1st. I'm just saying I don't see this as being a runaway for either side, and I hear a lot of partisans on each side who can't imagine that anybody would vote for somebody other than their chosen person. I just think uh, it's going to be really close again. That's I, all there is to it. But here's where I'll come back on this. Okay. The, when you look at things, okay, there's this, this the Hunter Biden investigation in the House. That's a joke. There's nothing there. Um, there's just nothing there. As much as Republicans want there to be something there, I'm paying attention. There's nothing there. Comer, Comer is getting torn apart by his own party by because it is. It looks like a joke. Um, there is the age issue there, but he just had the UAW enforce him. And don't underestimate the economy is doing better right now. And that infrastructure bill that he passed two years ago is resonating with a lot of people when you th- see all the jobs and things that are getting done with it. That being said, this is why I brought up those two things in particular. The Republicans have not been able to. This is not opinion. The Republicans have not been able to figure out how to get around the abortion issue. That's just There's no it, question. Uh, You're uh, right. That is not opinion. And the record is oh for the whole list. <laughs> basically. And then when you look at 
the when you look at these court cases, these exit polls of Republicans, not me, not Matt McNeil and my liberal mantra, but Republicans, hardcore based Republicans. What was that phrase again? Liberal mantra. Anyway, okay. but 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 it's Republicans on exit polls saying if he is convicted, I'm done with him. And not all of them. It still is a minority, but it's enough to basically annihilate the Republicans' chances in 2024. And well, the, the, that is why Ron DeSantis ran. And that is why Nikki Haley is begging people to give her money to make it through another month. Because they're trying to be ready, right? Mm-hmm. They want to be ready in case that does happen. And you are right. There are some folks who are going to dismiss any Trump conviction or judgment. Yep. Two separate things. But I have also seen some of the same, because I know you're a Fox News aficionado, oh, yeah. and, and uh, I'm told that this is what was said there. Because, again, you watch. But I, there was a woman, you know, they do their little voter voter focus groups, and, oh, yes, I'm absolutely 100% behind Mr. Trump. What if he got convicted? Well, I'd have to look at it then. Okay, how many dozens, thousands Tens of thousands of people are in that same boat Yeah, where it's like, okay, I can't believe that the that the justice system is so skewed that it would make that big a mistake. And then they say, okay, maybe I better look at it again. You're right that as long as it's an open question on things like J6, et cetera, without an adjudication, People are going to give benefit of the doubt because they voted for him before, and it's their own reputation internally that they're trying to preserve. It's like they they always say, if you put a bumper sticker on your car, it doesn't matter what that candidate does. You're going to hang on as long as possible because you don't want to have to hear about it from your neighbors who say, ah, yes, scrape the Stassen bumper sticker off your vehicle or, or whatever. I mean, the Edwards, just, the Edwards bumper sticker. Yeah, we'll go with Edwards. Thank yeah, you. Okay. That's that's better. Yeah, the John Edwards twenty oh four bumper sticker. Um, that's that's really a big a big part of it is that that they don't want to admit they made a mistake, and so they're going to wait until they absolutely have to. But and and we got to get into a break here. But I will yeah. I will say this: just two points. One, if if Hunter Biden all of a sudden does provide fruit, that changes the dynamic. Or if all of a sudden Joe Biden does something and he looks really, really old, that will change the dynamic. But looking at things right now, I see far more weakness on the Republican side, not because of my opinion on it, but because of these exit polls and the numbers we're seeing in Iowa and New Hampshire. Let's take a break. Let's come on back. Uh, I want to get into this, this misnomer, I think, that people think that Democrats are going to abandon the Democratic Party for either a Joe Manchin or a Dean Phillips. I'll get to that in a second. Uh, Jeff Stein joining us for his usual weekly visit. It is the Matt McNeil Show right here on AM 950. Voice of Minnesota. It's the Matt McNeil Show. And by the way, if you want to hear this back again, we do re-air this on the weekend. And considering we're not constrained by the the the, the, the last hour, we basically we're going to have more Jeff for you this weekend. More Jeff no, for you this no week. No one wants that. Yes, no they one do. needs that. Shockingly, dude, man, I've been here for fourteen freaking years. What the hell? I can't figure that one out. I it, do love it's doing one this of the great mysteries of life. Oh, it is. It's like, how did these large heads get to Easter Island? What's Matt still doing on the air? You know, it's it's speaking of large heads. There you go. All right. Nicely De- done. Dean Phillips gets dismantled 
Um, I mean, once again, I can't remember. Can you ever remember a write-in campaign doing as well as Biden's write-in campaign in New Hampshire? And granted, incumbency. That is the, this is the power of incumbency. But still, man, I thought a lot of people thought this was going to be a lot closer. Oh, absolutely. And I'm hearing people say, oh, Phillips got 20 percent. He's one of like 15 on the ballot and the only one who spent money there. And you still got tripled up by people who had yard signs that looked like they were lettered. I mean, it was on purpose. Looked like they were lettered with crayon. Yes. You know, and and keep in mind, Biden finished fifth four years ago. Fifth. Yep. <laughs> so. Well, yeah, it, was, of, it was fifth, wasn't it? I thought it was fourth yeah, for a second. Yeah. No, I thought it was fifth. And wow. because it was like, oh, boy, Joe's on his last legs, and then came South Carolina, and the rest is history. But, no, I, I, I thought there would be more crossover because you had to declare that you were going to cross over by a certain date. Yeah. And everyone knew that he wouldn't be on the ballot. And, and so I'm a little surprised there wasn't more crossover. And I guess that shows you that there is a unified Democratic Party, regardless of who the nominee is, unified against bad orange man. Well, okay, and here is where let's talk about this third party stuff, this no labels thing where Manchin was out again today saying, oh, maybe I'll run there. And Dean Phillips, okay, I'm going to tell you, I've talked to Democrats every day, a lot of them. Mm-hmm. I don't know a single one who would jump the ship and go with Joe Manchin. I'm not I mean sure the West Virginia Democrats might go but that's not exactly going to hurt the Democratic Party nationally. Um you you've got No, and the thing is it depends on what states they get on the ballot on. Yeah. We, this is something that it, you know we tend to overthink this and think oh my gosh this big national third party. No, it won't be national. They won't be on 50 state ballots, but will they be on enough state ballots to potentially affect the outcome. And I cannot tell you right now which way that cuts. Well, if that's pro Trump or pro Biden. I think that okay, so what I what you're seeing here and I think this is so let's let's bring these two things together. Like you said, the, what you see with the, the with uh, Phillips not doing that well. So there's not mm-hmm. this massive crossover and going over mm-hmm. and doing that. But what you also see is you see this kind of there there's lingering, you know, unappetizing element within the Republican Party for Trump himself. I honestly think these no label parties, they're basically just Republican, too. It's the moderate Republicans. Let's be honest. Joe Manchin 30 years ago would have been a moderate Republican. And you look at you look you look at what this is, is I think that there's a miscalculation by these guys that are going to say, we're going to bring all the independents and we're going to bring all these moderate Democrats in this. No, no. I think that what you're really only going to do, you might get a few independents, maybe half, maybe. But I think where you're really going to get this is it's moderate Republicans who look at Trump and so are so disgusted by that that they're desperately looking for something without either A, not voting or B, going with Biden. And so that's there. I I just I don't see how this this hurts the Democrats more than it hurts the Republicans if there is this no labels middle of the road party, because once again, I don't unless you got a real Democrat like a Gretchen Whitmore or something like that who jumped and ran in no labels. I don't see how in the world this this is going to resonate with anyone but moderate Republicans. Well, or how is it going to resonate with anyone? Yeah, And, and the reason I say that is because the system is skewed toward two parties. And those who identify with a party are more inclined to show up. If independents are turned off by a candidate, they may sit home or they may vote for the other candidate. But it doesn't mean they're going to say, Oh, look, a shiny new party with 
the name No Labels, which, as I recall, they said, we will not enter the race if we think it may affect the outcome and favor one candidate or another. Just by definition, Matthew, that is the stupidest statement that I have heard. And I say stupid things oh, every day. Yeah, you know, listen, we've had four or five this last hour, so easily enough. Easily. easily. <laughs> so, I mean, the whole point of getting in is to win the election or take votes away from somebody. How can you say, well, we won't get, get in if it looks like it's going to favor one side or another? Shut up. Either get in, don't get in, but stop wasting our time. And there, I've heard some people talk about the fact that these people that are behind the No Labels Party have already made it clear they do not want a Democrat on the top of the ticket. They can have a Democrat as the vice president, but they don't want the, they want the, the top of the ticket either being a independent that resonates with Republicans or a moderate Republican. And I think that if you've gotten to that point, I think it kind of gives up the ghost. And now I'm not that's that's not definitive. I haven't you know I can't see I haven't seen that covered, but I've heard some from some rumors. That one of the reasons why they even were out there what, two weeks ago talking about how they could have a ticket would be a Republican and an independent and why that'd be good for Democrats. I think they were trying to float that idea out there earlier. And the people yeah. I know that know this a little bit better say that, yeah, they're, they're pretty much committed to a Republican being on the top of the ticket. Well, for the same reason, they, they were floating ideas that Trump would appoint a vice presidential nominee that was unpredictable uh, and it'd sort of be the unity party. This is not 1864 with Lincoln picking Johnson. And that didn't go very well for Lincoln's ideals either. Clearly not. (laughs) And and so, I mean, I I just I I don't I don't know. I, I have no appetite for a repeat of 2020 just simply because it's like, uh, okay, uh, let's just but that's what we're going to have. Frankly, Uh if I had to put money on it. That's what we're going to have a repeat. I was like, I, I've said this before, and now this does get a little political. I'll be, I'll, I'll take this one. On one side, you have Joe Biden, who's the Arby's beef and cheddar, and on the other side is an actual crap sandwich in Donald Trump. And they've see now Trump's whole thing is he's got to convince you that the crap sandwich is somehow better than the Arby's beef and cheddar. So get ready for eight months of this, man. I made my way through college with the Arby's beef and cheddar. Ar- it was across the street from the radio station. I have a soft spot in my heart for the beef and cheddar. Do not ever say anything bad about the beef and cheddar. The fact they got rid of the potato triangles, man. The potato triangles were the best side dish in any fast food restaurant in this country. What were they thinking? What were they thinking? Some stupid focus group said, go with something that will appeal to moderates and look where we got. Damn you, Obama. All right. Jeff Stein is exceptional. The Iowa Politics Report, I'll get that posted up here a little bit later on. We'll replay this this weekend. We'll have it up on the SoundCloud no, for the... No, the, the no, yes, no, we'll do it. We, we, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. Jeff Stein, he's a better man than me. Jeff, thank you very much. I appreciate the time, my friend. That was a low bar, but I'll, I'll meet it. Okay. <laughs> Limbo! <laughs> Take a break. Come on back. It's the Matt McNeil Show on AM 950. Nobody